Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. My name is Paul Salerno, and I'm the creator and host of the show. Today is Wednesday, September 23rd, and this is another edition of Talk Radio. The theme of today's show is Raider Nation. After I do sports recap, I'll be talking about the Raiders, the new stadium, their new city, and what this means for the NFL. Before we start, the latest feature story called A Day at the Sportsbook is out. It's a comical story of our hero, Johnny Rocket, and Texas Lucy as they go from rags to riches. So when you get a chance, make sure you, you catch that one. And it's on demand, as is all of my previous talk radio episodes. Plus, the website is now live, and I'm adding content to it all the time. The website now has an NFL page, which I'm updating weekly, and I got featured football funny briefs. So check it out, and that's sportscomedyshow.net. Okay, let's get started with sports recap and see what's going on. Um, let's take a look at tennis here. The Italian Open is over. Um, Simona Halep uh, did beat uh, Karina Pliskova. It was a walk-off. The Joker redeems himself, gets the victory over Diego Schwartzman. Um, this is a big win for the Joker just because what happened um, at the U.S. Open. So this isn't a major tournament, but still... Or it's not a grand, one of the Grand Slams, but it is a major tournament. So it's a big win for the Joker. And now he sets himself up to go into the French in a much better state of mind and uh, in a better position as he comes back from uh, what happened in the U.S. Open being disqualified by beating a judge with a ball. Um, he, makes that, he turns that around and uh, turns this into a win. Big story there, Diego Schwartzman took out uh, Rafael Nadal in the uh, semifinals, and um, that was a big shock because we know how much uh, Rafael loves to play on clay. Rumor has it he lives in clay. Rumor has it, though, the house got a little too dirty and um, just turned into a big pile of dirt, and, well, I'm sure we'll see Rafa the uh, uh, French because he is the master of the French. So that's what's going on there. And, as far as um, the French goes, they, because of uh, the virus and everything being pushed back to the end of the year, they've already started the qualifying rounds for the French. So we'll be talking more tennis as time goes on here in the next week or two as well. Okay, let's turn our heads to hockey. Stanley Cup is underway. I'm sure everybody's aware of it. Um, for our local fans here in Vegas, the Golden Knights did not make it. I did pay tribute to them after... You know, they had a good run after they lost in the conference finals um, to the Dallas Stars. But looking here at Stanley Cup, we had game two. Tampa Bay beats Dallas this time, three to two. Dallas took the first game four to one. So the series is now tied one to one. The story here on this one was the big names for the Lightning came through. Um, Braden Schiff got, a, got an early goal. And then um, some of the other big names also contributed with, uh, with big assists all throughout the night. Anthony Sorelli, Nick, uh, Nikola Kucherov, they all got, I think Kucherov got two assists. So the big guns have finally came alive for Tampa. Um, Dallas made a game out of it, and it was 3-0 Tampa, but Dallas came back with two goals, um, but were not able to find that, um, that third goal that would have tied it up. 
Kadadan had a good day, game. He did he did uh, have 31 saves, but Tampa Bay came out too hard, too quick. Ties the series at one. Uh, next game will be very interesting because it's a pivotal game. On these seven-game series, you always got to keep, uh, keep an eye on, on games three and five because those are the pivotal games. A lot of times the series won um, in games three and five. So we have a game three coming up. Let's see who takes the advantage and if they can hold on to the momentum. Let's look at the NBA. Well, as we know, we're uh, in the conference finals in the NBA. And yesterday we see that Denver found a glimmer of hope in life as they beat the Lakers 114 to 106. And it was a it was a good win for Denver. It was a needed, much needed. If they lose that one, it was per, if they lose that game, the, the series is pretty much over. Um, and they had good um, productions, not just from Jamal Murray or uh, uh, Jokic. You know, Jermani Grant was the big star. He comes in with thirty points, and that's what Denver is going to need if they're going to contend with the Lakers. Is to have production all around instead of just relying on the big center or power forward. Um, LeBron was trying to carry the team in. It was simple. The Lakers were were flat, and um, they're already up two games to nothing, and, and they haven't been flat much of this playoff. So um, it, it was a lot of people kind of saw this one coming. I, I thought the Lakers would still win, but it didn't happen. LeBron had 32 points. He wasn't able to carry them. Um, it, Denver, I think they may have led buzzer to buzzer. It was their game most of the way. Lakers tried to come back to make it look close, but were not able to. Every time they got within six or eight, quickly Denver would open up that lead again. So Denver takes down um, game three. It is now Lakers two games to one. Um, the other game and the other on the east, we still have Miami two games to one over the Celtics. Celtics did win the game three there as well to give them a glimmer of hope. Uh, I still think uh, Jimmy Butler and the boys are too strong. I think we are heading towards a Miami-Los Angeles Finals. Um, I talked about the Lakers on my last show. The theme was the Lake Show. I, I think I think that um, they're going to win it. Um, is in the part that's that, that's kind of surprising, or, or you know, the hard part here to, to swallow is Miami Heat has been the absolute best team in the bubble. They are the biggest surprise. But, um, and I think they'll, they'll get past Boston. Um, but the Lakers are now on a whole other level. The big three guns up front, um, LeBron, AD, and uh, Jerron Howard, they're unstoppable. Uh, I think the Lakers win another championship. But let's play that. That's just my thought. Um, NBA, they'll be going to games four and both of those in the next day or two. Let's take a quick look at baseball. Um, as I've been mentioning, at some point, pennant fever is going to um, warm up. And to be honest, so far it hasn't. Um, and there's only about five or six games left. Maybe one of the reasons is every um, all the divisions are pretty much decided. Um, the only thing, though, is we do have, in, we do have a race um, in the National League because of the new format um, for the last two wildcard teams. There, there's um, we got four teams fighting for the final two spots, and that is you got Philadelphia, San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Milwaukee. Four teams all 
Uh, three of those teams are all even, and Philly is now one game behind because they had a walk-off loss to the Nationals yesterday. Um, big, big, big home run there in the ninth inning. Gives the Nats the walk-off. As it turns out, there was three walk-offs, walk-off wins yesterday. That was the one that um, really hurt the most. Um, as you look at those four teams, Philly, Cincy, San Francisco, and Milwaukee. Cincy and Milwaukee, or Cincy's 8-2 in their last 10. Milwaukee's 7-3 in their last 10. They're going the right direction. Philly and Frisco are both 4-6 and six in their last 10. They're slipping. So if momentum continues the way they go, I would not be surprised to see Cincy and Milwaukee. But they still got five or six games, um, and uh, it very well could be come down to a tie. I, I have no idea uh, what the tiebreaker is or how that is, is going to be decided, but I would not be surprised um, when they get to the 60th game if there's some type of tie or it goes to a tiebreaker. Keep an eye on that. Four teams fighting for two spots. Philly, San Francisco, Cincy, and Milwaukee. Okay, guys, I said the theme tonight is Raider Nation, and um, we're going to talk about the Raiders. Huge win Monday night. Monday night football. The first Monday night football of the season was uh, happened on Monday night, and it was right here in Las Vegas, the first time a professional football game for a home team in Las Vegas happened, and that was because now the Raiders have officially moved here, the Las Vegas Raiders. No more Oakland, no more Los Angeles. The Las, Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders hosted the New Orleans Saints at the brand new Allegiant Stadium. Um, and they come up big with a 34-24 win over the New Orleans Saints. So <clears throat> uh, when I watched this game and, and I started to realize how epic it was, not just the game, everything that was going on. I realized that this has just been an, incre it's an incredible story. Um, this city has fought hard and long over the last couple of years to make this happen. And it's finally happened. And it's finally here. And it, it kicked off with a tremendous success. So that prompted me to want to talk about Raider Nation. I know there's a ton of Raider Nation fans out there. Hopefully some of them will pick up on this recording and uh, uh, listen to it. And um, we, we can grow the show and get, get some of those Raider Nation fans over here to listen to the sports comedy. It is a comedy show, but on the talk radio uh, uh, part of the show, I kind of just do all the sports and pick a theme and go with it, and some point in there I'll throw a little comedy in. But uh, let's, let's stay on track here with uh, Raider Nation. Some of the things that, that I'm gonna mention here is why I thought this was such a great story was, let's go back uh, last week, just last week before the game, you know, before, before they played the game, the beginning of week one, or a week as they were prepping for this, what happened here in Las Vegas? The Statue of Liberty, which stands out in front of the New York, New York, they put the Raider jersey on the beautiful Statue of Liberty. And it was clear, Raider Nation is here, and the Statue of Liberty came to play football, and that she did. And that was just a symbol of how incredible this story has been for this city. And um, it's just been a huge win for the city. Um, let's talk about the Allegiant Stadium. Um, this incredibly beautiful stadium is now complete. It's got that, um, it's done all in a black, shiny glass effect, which matches the Raiders' black and silver. 
Um, it, it's just an incredible looking stadium. They've been built. They've been working on this for a couple years. It's finally complete. It now is officially open. It's right off the strip. It's it's tucked in right next to the freeway. I'm waiting for a field goal kicker to kick a, a field goal so far that he kicks it right out of the stadium and onto the I-5. And that's how close the I-5 is. It's really kind of comical there. Um, anyway, it was a, it was the home opener. It was the Monday night opener. And as I mentioned, the Raiders came up big. Now let's look at the Raiders. The Raiders are now 2-0. and um, They're off to a hell of a start in the new season. And that's because that Statue of Liberty's got her jersey on and she's here to play football. Um, as far as the actual game went, Derek Carr came up big against the Saints. 282, uh, 282 yards, three touchdowns. Looks like he may have a new go-to guy here. Darren Waller, tight end, was clearly the man of choice for him. 12 receptions, 103 yards, and one TD. Keep in mind, Darren Waller is a tight end, not a wide receiver. So when you see that type of production out of a tight end, it, it, it threw New Orleans off, that's for sure. It kind of threw me off. Um, that's not normally where your production comes um, so heavily. It usually comes from either your running back or your wide receivers. But uh, Darren Waller stepped up. Carl felt comfortable with him and went with him. And uh, let's see what if, if he can carry this wave. Next week, uh, uh, Las Vegas goes to New England. That'll be an interesting game there to see how they do. But um, incredible win. And, the, and another thing worth mentioning here is, is everything that's going on is how this became bigger than the game. And here's a few topics that I'm just going to kind of talk, touch on or go over why this has become bigger than just, just a game. This was the, the franchise move, the new stadium, the, um, the, the fact that they're now Las Vegas has its own football team. If you go back just a few years ago, and I don't remember when, or 10 years ago, you couldn't even bet on a sporting event in the state of Nevada because that was the gaming uh, laws. Boy, has that changed. Um, now, not only can you bet on them, we have a home team here in Las Vegas. So some of the things that's making this larger than life and, and greater nation is just growing now by leaps and bounds. Uh, first thing that happened was the bars finally reopened here in the state of Nevada. Just going into that game, what a perfect time for everybody to get out, get into the bars, into their local settings, let the tourists come in and enjoy the Monday night football. What about the Monday night football? As it turns out, it had the highest ratings in a long time. And it's interesting because on week one, on the opening game in Kansas City, they had the lowest ratings. So this time on a Monday night game, the ratings were, I believe there was over 15 million people viewed it, is what I saw on the uh, Raiders website. And uh, the ratings went through the roof. The halftime show, did everybody catch that? Did you guys catch the killers sitting there and rocking out? And the way they did it with that virtual background, it looked like they were right on the strip, cruising right down by all the big hotels. What a show. I mean, and that when it was live, it wasn't no lip sync thing. They came out there and did their, their big hit live. And um, 
Whether or not it was in the studio or on the strip, I don't know, but it sure looked like it was on the strip. And it was an incredible halftime show. I thought it was the best halftime show since um, since our, our um, Super Bowl halftime shows. So it, it's it was an incredible thing. Um, some of the other things that it's kind of worth mentioning is the Allegiant Stadiums, that black dome, is now being nicknamed the Death Star. Because Raider Nation, and for those who are Raider fans, um, they're known for their for their antics of being the strong, bad, heavy guy. You know, they always rack up their penalties. They're not a pretty Cinderella story or a, a pretty cheerleading team like the Cowboys. It's black and silver. Their commitment to excellence is their dominance and their power. Seeing how we live in a time where power dominates, that's really what Raider Nation's all about. And um, that Allegiant Stadium, now being nicknamed the Death Star, um, the home to the Raider Nation, and then also as I was talking about how this is big for the city, um, for the first time, the city of Las Vegas now is rooted in the NFL as they have their home team. Perfect timing because sports betting is, is going mainstream. Um, it's, it's, it's being open in multiple states. Um, you're seeing it all over. And so now the state of Nevada or Las Vegas specifically has its very own team that's, that's involved with this. It's just everything is coming together where sports betting is, is in the process of going mainstream. Las Vegas is the center of sports betting throughout the nation. Now we have a home team. The Raiders are in Vegas. Incredible start, an incredible story. Uh, I just, you know, I, I'm glad to, to see that, the, that it all started off good. Um, personally, I used to be a Raider fan years ago um, when they were in Los Angeles. I recall going to the Coliseum and watching those games and watching all the fights that happened. It was fun. It was a part of uh, part of my youth, and uh, it was part of the Raider Nation days in the Coliseum. That's when the old black and silver um, was iconic and was associated with gang warfare. But those days have kind of gotten past us now. Um, the Raiders did struggle. They, they they went through. You know, the organization went through a lot of hell with. Um, with uh, Davis dying, but yet um, Mark Davis now taking over. Uh, they, they struggled there in Oakland to really find their foundation because of the stadium. But now the carpet's been rolled out, a new stadium, and it seems to be a good fit for the Las Vegas Raiders and the city of Las Vegas itself. So very excited about this. Going to kind of keep an eye and see, see what happens. Something else worth mentioning is um, in the AFC, the balance of power is shifting. Um, you know, New, New England, because um, Tom Brady is gone, is uh, no longer the dominant team. Pittsburgh Steelers, well, we don't know if they're going to stay healthy or not. You saw what happened last year. They are no longer a dominant team. Uh, the Chargers, the, you know, Phillip Rivers for a year, you could always count on the Chargers to be there. They are no longer a dominant team. Um, so the balance of power has shifted. Yes, it's Kansas City and Baltimore. Everybody looks at Kansas City because naturally they won the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes is probably your best quarterback in football. Um, and everybody realizes Baltimore is just as incredible. Those two teams have an incredible matchup coming up this weekend. But the point I'm getting at here, as the balance of power is shifting, Raiders are on track to being in that in that first bracket or that no name is that one of these big teams in the AFC. 
And, and this could very well be a big part of the story. If the Raiders can continue to win, and they don't even have to go perfect, if, if they can have a 10-6 and six or an 11-5 season, they're gonna, their name is going to be in the mix as, a, as not just a playoff team, but a serious contender. And uh, wouldn't that be an, incre uh, an incredible story here for their first year in Las Vegas? So keep an eye on the balance of power in the AFC. And as the Raiders continue to win, you're going to hear their name in those conversations with Kansas City and Baltimore. We know they're going to win, but if the Raiders can continue, you're going to hear their name up there with that. So um, something else to keep an eye on this as well. Um, let's see what else I want to cover here. The sports book. Well, how incredible has this been? You know, they got reopened with the bars. Now you've got your locals and tourists in on the weekends. They have officially announced the M Hotel as the, um, as the headquarters for Raider Nation on Sunday game day. There's going to just be a ton of Raider fans down there um, on Sundays. And speaking of the Raider fans, if we go back to uh, uh, Monday Night Football, the tailgaters were out. The, um, the Allegiant Stadium, they did not allow fans into the stadium. And unfortunately, they made the painful decision. They're not going to do it at all this year. They're going to plan to do it for next year. Um, and some people thought, you know, what a tragedy to have such a great stadium and this great opening and this pandemic is going to unfortunately stifle all that. But look how it played out. It didn't play out that way at all. Um, the Allegiant Stadium, first of all, they allowed tailgaters in their parking lot. There was huge tailgating action before the game, and that always goes big with any football game. The sports books were rocking. Raider fans and just football fans in general were out, and you're going to see that. It's all going to tie together as the ties between the Raiders and Las Vegas become stronger and stronger. Um, and as far as the Allegiant Stadium, what an absolute success. And to be able to do that, and unfortunately without having crowds in the, in the stadium, they've just kind of gone, they've been able to, to deal with what's going on in, in a proper fashion. Um, they're not going to be like some of these cities that, well, we can put in 10000 or 20000 or we'll just see what our governor says. No, they made the decision, and, it's, and um, they're dealing with it. But I, I think they've made the right decision. Um, and I think it showed by the fact that look at look at the um, the ratings that hit Monday Night Football. You're going to see high ratings when the Raiders are at home. You're going to see this city spike up because the Raiders are playing at the Allegiant Field or Allegiant Stadium. The Death Star is here, and it's going to be the mighty force. And it's funny because when you look at Vegas and you think of football and you think of the sports betting, you always think of the evil empire. You think of how the empire strikes back and always takes down the individuals. Well, the Raiders are going to be a part of that now. And uh, the Epic Center will be the Allegiant Stadium. So I just think it's an incredible story. I think it's fun. Uh, I'm glad to see it. Um, Raider Nation it finally now has something to really cheer about. Um, let's see how the rest of the year goes. Um, it, it prompted me to do the theme of Raider Nation. And uh, it was fun as I was putting this together and I was looking at all the different things that just made this story stronger and stronger. And, and, it's, and it's true. You know, you got a team that is in the, in, in the, in the process of becoming a serious contender. You've got, a, Syria, you've got a, a city that's now got a new team and in the process of taking sports betting mainstream. 
You've got a new stadium, nicknamed the Death Star of all things, which is beautiful as hell. And uh, they've even made the right decisions as far as they're laying out their future, but they're move, they're dealing with it. You, you, you've got Monday Night Football that took off like crazy. You've had a halftime show with the Killers that was phenomenal, and uh, it just highlighted how great this city was. And um, it just it all comes together for the perfect for the perfect win. For football, the perfect win for the city of Las Vegas, the perfect win for sports betting as it goes mainstream, and the perfect win for this nation, even if you're not a Raider fan, the fact that we need good stories, we need some success because everything has gone the other way with um, what we've gone through this year with um, COVID. So this is just a big story. I'm so glad and happy to see it. And that's what prompted me to write and talk about Raider nation okay guys i'm gonna leave it at that for today um if uh you like the show tell a friend and especially if you're a raider fan because i know how raider nation grows and the word goes by quick so let's see if we can get some of these raider fans to hear the broadcast and tell other uh tell other fans about the show the sports comedy show it is a comedy show so and i've been talking about the allegiant stadium as the death star so when you think of the death star you think of darth vader no, it's Chucky. It's Chucky ball. Chucky football. Think of that little two-foot, blonde, freaking-looking doll that likes to kill everybody. And that's Chucky. And he's going to go out there and kill all these other teams in the NFL because it's Raider Nation in Vegas. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Hey, when you get a chance, do check out the website, sportscomedyshow.net. The NFL page is up, and I'm adding in fresh content to it every week. That's it. Plus, if you, have, if you have an interest, you can send emails to thesportscomedyshow at gmail.com. And that's thesportscomedyshow at gmail.com. That's it. My, my name again is Paul Salerno. I am the creator and host of the Sports Comedy Show. Have a good day, and I'll see you Friday.